Transplanter RPG is proudly sponsored by at Dimitri Opines on Twitter. That is at D-M-I-T-R-Y-O-P-I-N-E-S. And Explain Trade, a negotiation skills training consultancy believing in the power of D&D and Transplaner's potential to grow, tell great stories, and lift up our community. Explain Trade trains negotiators for governments, big companies, NGOs, and offers e-learning courses for individuals looking to get a better deal from their boss. Level up your charisma score and check out explaintrade.com. Hey there, thank you for tuning in to Trans Planar RPG. We are an all transgender, people of color led, 100% homebrew, Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition live streamed actual play campaign set in an original non colonial anti orientalist world. I am your game master, Connie, my pronouns are they, he, and she, and this is my cast. My name is C. I use they them pronouns and I play Okahaye, an Asamar blood hunter slash monster hunting expert. I'm Erica and I play V Nocturzo, your lovable elf sorcerer slash charlatan with draconic ancestry. My name is Lyra and I use they she pronouns. I play Manaya Wairua, a half orc fighter with a sailing background. I'm Max, my pronouns are they them, and I play Dewey Quirk, an Aarakocra artificer and researcher on the run from his former employers at the Ohanahi Research Laboratory. You can support Transplaner RPG by pledging to our Patreon. Patrons get early access to episodes, character sheets, high-res assets, and much, much more. You can also support us by giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps immensely with getting new listeners to find us. So, with that out of the way, here are the content warnings for this episode. Content warnings for this episode include familial trauma, depictions of toxic parents, fantasy violence, detailed descriptions of gore, and descriptions of animated corpses. Arc 3, Episode 12. Universe Refracted with Pain from Without Protection by Gala Mukamalova. The Great Throne Room of the Kusing Guild is a massive chamber, 150 feet deep, 80 feet wide and well over 30 feet or two stories tall, with arched ceilings carved from the ribs of Rasso's intricate sewer system. The stench of awful is reduced here. The guild's lord would not tolerate such a misdemeanor. Instead, the smell that dominates this chamber is death. Death and blood. The bodies of Kusing thugs are strewn about this tiled hall, their dead hands still gripping the hilts of short swords, battle axes, maces, crossbows. Blood runs from the clawed-out holes in each of their chests, wetting the ground with a crimson stream. The terrain here is peppered with signs of a brutal, one-sided battle. Scorch marks on the pillars that hold up the ceiling, missing chunks of floor, a shattered chandelier, torches ripped from their sconces left on the bloodied floor to smolder out and die. Looking impassively down at this scene of carnage are two handsome golden statues that flank either side of the arched entryway leading into this throne room. 
both statues depict the same person. A short-haired Felis man with blood-red rubies for eyes. And then, on the other side of this great hall, at its very back 150 feet away from the statues, we see a dais. Elevated 15 feet off the ground at its highest point by a series of stone stairs draped in red velvet. Sitting upon this dais is a massive throne of bleach-white bone and teeth. And dueling next to this throne are Bloodthirst and Cain. Cain's midnight blue skin sparks with iridescent rage as they fling bolt after bolt of pure magical violence at Bloodthirst, but the Felis is fast, much faster than anticipated. He dodges to the right, rolling behind this massive throne of bones as a reddish-purple bolt smashes into the tile where he was just standing, gouging out a five-foot chunk of pure rock. And Cain roars, You took everything from me. And we hear Bloodthirst's voice echoing around this chamber as he hides behind this throne. You've always been so ungrateful, Cain. I gave you everything. A home when you were orphaned, a warm bed, clothing, food, a family when you had none, love when no one loved you. No, no, I wasn't a child. I was a spy. You made me, you made us do all the dirty work your other thugs couldn't. What kind of a childhood is spent sitting in on backroom deals, following murderers around the city, witnessing death and corruption and depravity? I prepared you for Rosso. No, you prepared me to serve and when I came of age, when we all came of age, bloodthirst, you made us fight. And Cain flings another bolt of power at the throne and pieces of bone go flying. You made us fight each other for your favor. You made us kill each other for your so-called love. And now bloodthirst steps out from behind the throne and into a circle of flickering light cast by a nearby torch. And now we see him in his entirety. The criminal leader of the Kusing Guild, the man who casts such a long shadow over so many people's pasts, Bloodthirst. A Felis, four feet tall, with obsidian fur, short, blood-red eyes, and a prosthetic tail made of flexible black wood. The prosthetic is segmented uh, to allow for a fluid range of movement, and a glowing red gem is embedded into its tip. I don't want to fight you, Kane. You look like you're in pain, my child. I want to help you. You're all grown up now, but Bloodthirst knows the truth. You'll always be the same small, scared orphan, abandoned on my doorstep. Let me help you. And Bloodthirst extends a paw. And that's when the three of you arrive. Oka, Manaya, and V.
You stride forward into this great hall, coming to a stop in front of the massive golden statues that flank the entryway as you take in this scene of carnage. You see Cain, 150 feet away, standing on the raised dais in front of Bloodthirst, whose paw is extended toward his protege. And you see bodies everywhere, so many bodies and so much blood. What do the three of you do? Oka is probably the first one into the chamber. Uh, they were like booking it down that outside corridor. Uh, and they like, is the, is like, do they have to burst through a door or the, just the door is just already open? Uh, there are no doors. It's just sort of like an archway, right? And you walked over a bridge, down a hallway, and now it, this archway widens to show this massive hall. Oh, I did not walk. I sprinted. Uh, but here we are, uh, having sprinted. Uh, Oka kind of like skids to a stop uh, just underneath the archway. Uh, and they just shout, Kane! Kane turns, right? And you see like they're their eyes are wide and there's something wrong with their face. It keeps flickering, right? Between like the freckled, like tan visage of Scott and like the purple, right? Skin with like a, like a broken horn, a face of Nectus, like a holographic images superimposing themselves on top of each other, like meshing in and out of existence. Roll insight. Uh, it was a three, but a 10 total. Oh, you have a plus seven inside, but you got a three. Uh, that's not great. Uh, you can ask a question about either Kane or Bloodthirst in this moment as you watch this showdown, but not both. How long does Kane have before it gets to the point where Robbie, like similarly to the point where like where Robbie was dying? Like how long does Kane have until Scott and Nectus actually start pulling them apart? Kane seems to be driven by like a single-minded desire to kill or like confront bloodthirst somehow and that's like the thing powering them through like the the boundaries of human ability right or tiefling ability in this case so you figure once this confrontation's over like if they lose this momentum it's like this encounter and that's it right and they're gonna lose the momentum or if they lose the momentum in some other way then they're done they're finished okay had paused for a second but they unsheath mother fucking dream hunter again finally and they turn their attention back toward bloodthirst you get the fuck away from them ah the three of you are late and i thought there was a fourth but i suppose not oka and the rest of you what are you doing here no stop go away this is my fight <laughs> this isn't just your fight kane not anymore. Manaya and V, how are the two of you responding as Oka steps forward? I think V's going to sort of like come to an abrupt halt seeing Kane slash Scott slash Nectus. Takes a deep breath, just like there's some anxiety about what happened last time V encountered Scott and Nectus. And after taking a moment... She's going to straighten her back up and she's going to start undoing her vest and taking it off and throwing it to the side and getting ready to maybe go run or do something silly. Okay. All right. You, you, you toss your vest off. It falls into like a bloodied pool, right? And like you, you watch as the fabric like sinks in like to like the blood that's all around you, these like felled bodies, and you take a battle-ready stance. Manaya? She pulls up behind you too. And you hear a gasp 
and a hint of a whimper as the flash of the death-ridden carnival flashes across her eyes. Uh, but she steals herself and she starts whispering directions. <sighs> right. Okie, lead the charge. V, left. Me, right. Get behind the pillows for cover. Try not to trip on anyone. Yeah, Oka is just fucking marching down the center hall, just like the grip, uh, their like knuckles are turning white against the hilt of Dream Hunter. Okay. Uh, as the three of you charge forward, Bloodthirst goes, <laughs> I don't think so. Like I said, this fight is between me and my protege. So if you don't mind, I'd like it if the three of you left us alone. Fat fucking chance. Kane. Kane. Oka, I... It hurts. I don't know what's happening to me. I... Uh, the only thing I can focus on is bloodthirst. I just need to kill bloodthirst. You see, like, Kane, like, reach out their hand, you know, which is, like, shaking. You know, the tips of their fingers are trembling. Um, and you see that they're starting to disappear. Like, the fingers are starting to just maybe, like, turn into smoke and just almost, like, uh, like Thanos dust, right? Like, snap. Like, like disappear just a little, right? Not a lot yet. Uh, but, like, like I told you, Oka, the thing that seems to be tethering Kane to the now is their single-minded motivation to attack and kill uh, Bloodthirst. And now that you've come in and distracted them, they're losing, they're losing their grip on that focus. Okay? Uh, and Bloodthirst just shouts out... <sighs> I didn't want to do this, but you leave me no choice. And they whip their tail, and like the gem embedded in the tip of their prosthetic glows, and poosh, crimson light just erupts from this point and washes over the entire like hall, right? So it's like you're underneath the light of like a blood star, right? As just poof, pure red light just like illuminates everything. Like Manaya, you see like your brown skin now modeled with like like a red hue, like Oka, you as well. And V looking down, you look like you've been dipped in red paint. Um, and then the three of you feel the weave around you swirl and tighten like strings of like a, a puppeteer as every single corpse in this room begins to rise, <laughs> gripping the hilts of their swords uh, as Bloodthirst summons them back from the dead. Roll initiative. I rolled two threes in a row. That's not right. That's just not right. Nat 20 plus three for 23. Eight for Manaya. Six total. Okay, so first to go will be V. You've cast off your vest, and I think there's like 20 goons in here, right? They're all just like rising, right? Like some of them are like heaving like like crossbows back up into their dead hands. Like others are like lifting short swords or like the hilts of like battle axes or maces. What do you do? Uh, I think V is going to see all this happening, turn back to Kane slash Scott slash Nectus and be like, Scott, Nectis, I've got a heart for you right here. And she's going to turn to like uh, a corner of the room that all these things are coming from and cast a level five fireball to take out some some of these creatures coming back to life. Okay, uh, what is the radius of fireball? <laughs> 20 feet, yeah, 20 foot radius. I will, and I'll, I'll put it like against the walls, like to confine it a little bit. Okay. Uh, let's say that will catch maybe like five of these goons straight up, like in, in, in inside of this, the radius of this fireball. Uh, so that is a save, right? 
Yep, so they are dexterity saving against the uh, 15. Okay. And then since I cast that as level 5, that is... So 10d6. Got it. Okay, uh, they all failed, so why don't you roll damage of 10d6? My god. I'm going to use a, point, a sorcery point to use that uh, empowered spell, so I'm going to reroll up to my charisma modifier, which is 3. I'm rerolling 3 here. I'm going to have to use those. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> hold on, just a couple more. 33 points of fire damage. Rut row. Okay. Yeah, you absolutely obliterate. Like, I think they're still rising, right? These, like, five corpses. What does it look like as you cast Fireball? V yells this over to those to there and almost, like, she yells it. And then there's, like, a moment of force where, like, it turns her back and she just, like, fires her arm at the, like, an empty corner of the room and just massive explosion. Creatures fly all over the room. Um... And anything that was in that corner is just incinerated, leaving nothing but charred uh, black walls and floor. Absolutely. You 100% just completely incinerate and obliterate that area. And I think the corpses are like just, they're charred bone. You know, there's like nothing left behind. It's just, and like you see like these bones like crumple to the ground as just like, this like these black scorch marks just erupt outward uh, from where this balloon of fire just exploded into existence from where you thrust out your hand. Okay. Um, and I think I made like a massive exploding noise as well, right? So like Oka and Manaya, the two of you like feel like this like heat wave like buffet you as V just bam, casts the biggest fire spell you've ever seen her cast like since traveling with her over these few months, right? Uh, and V, is there anything else you do? I think she's just going to turn back to Scott Nectus slash Kane and just almost as if you could see the fire burning in her Kelly green eyes. So next up are going to be several of these, like, uh, like shambling armed corpses. Uh, there's quite a few around where you are, Manaya, because you darted off to, like, the left, right? And you directed Oka to go straight and V to go right? Or was it, like, swapped with you and V? Reverse V and Manaya. Okay, so V to go left and you to go right. Uh, so as you veer to the right, you see, like, a group of these goons, right, holding short swords, you know, axes, much smaller than your own, but axes nonetheless, and, like, these spiked clubs and maces, they turn to you and they're all gonna just go, uh, uh, and, like, they're, uh, like, five of these, like, shambling corpses are gonna attack you, uh, and they're gonna hit you for 25 points of uh, bludgeoning damage total. As they just, all of them just pile into you. No, they hit. Uh, all five of them. They just, bam! They, like, bludgeon into you. Like, it's, like, fifth, uh, 25 points of damage total. But let's say it's, like, dispersed between piercing, bludgeoning, and slashing damage, right? As, like, clubs come down, you know. <sighs> like, one of them just straight up, like, tries to deck you with a spiked gauntlet. And another one, like, slams you, like, like under the ribs, cuffs you with, like, a spiked mace, right? And uh, now you're, like, running through them. And their their eyes, they don't look alive. They look like zombies, right? Like, their eyes are sort of, like, dead and, like, milky white. And they're, like, <sighs> like reaching for you with these, like, weapons swinging in their, in their hands. Uh, and next is going to be you, Manaya, as you're in the midst of these, like, five like grabbing corpses Manaya is going to just like with the tentacle monsters from earlier uh, she's going to use thunder wave and I'm going to reflavor it just a little bit because I, I, I came up with a cooler way so uh, her axe is put away right now and she reaches out with her hands she clasps her hands together 
and all of the air around her and all of the the, the zombies around her uh, gets sucked in and compresses instantly, almost like where she is is like a vacuum and all the air is rushing in, but instead of rushing into fill in a space, it's rushing together to compress. Um, and all at once, uh, she claps and the compressed air uh, amplifies the sound 30-fold and the shock wave and the air bursting out as the spell ends uh, is going to cause all the zombies to make a strength saving throw. Okay, versus what? Versus 13. Okay, they fail. What happens? I'm casting this at like third level. So they take 48. Okay. Yeah, roll, da roll damage on these five pitiful zombies. 12. Yeah, you kill all five of them. Uh, so what does it look like as you as you just like fling their like limp dead bodies like all over this great hall? Manaya does like a like a Hulk clap thing and they all just go flying away from her in all directions. Uh, all of their bones and like different body parts that have been mangled together just fly apart as they get slammed into the walls and the pillar and bye-bye. Okay, totally. Yeah, push, 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 push. maybe like one even like flies like over your head, Oka. Soar, goes soaring as you're like running straight down, like down the middle of this hallway. As you just hear this massive like thunderclap noise and just this for wave of force like sweep out from like Manaya and bam, 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 like bludgeon all these bodies, right? Uh, Manaya, is that your turn? That is. Okay. Are you continuing to move forward? Are you like continuing to run? Yeah, uh, she's gonna keep running forward. Uh, and yell towards um, Oka and V, actually. I forgot to do this. And she's going to say, I'll take care of the corpses. Oka to Bloodthirst. V to Cain. Get those gods you deserve. Uh, Oka and V, how did the two of you respond? Oka is grim-faced and thinking very hard. They haven't really been running. They've just been walking, like, with purpose, you know, but, like, with a lot of fucking purpose. I think V is just looking at Cain uh, slash God Nectus and just being like, I just count like it's the calculating like you just practically see the numbers and equations in her around her head as she's thinking very hard about her next move. Okay, uh, Manaya, as you continue striding forward, you are going to be running. Basically, there's like just so many fallen soldiers here. They're just sort of like covering, you know, blocking all three of your way toward the dais. So if you're going to continue to move, I'm going to say that a group of another five of them are going to have an attack of opportunity against you, unless you stay put. I'm not going to run past any of them, but I will run up to any of them that are in my way. Awesome. So you're just going to get within melee of like another group of five. Okay, wonderful. So they won't have an attack of opportunity. Uh, next is going to be... Uh, <laughs> Oka, in front of you, you see just like a wall of these like risen corpses, right? Like holding up like like crossbows and like these like scimitars and, and these like uh, these spiked clubs, you know, wooden clubs with like iron like bits like in, and glass shards embedded inside real vicious implements. And they're going to uh, like swing and attack you. Uh, so uh, they are also just going to hit you uh, for also 25 points of damage total. It's like five of them just come bearing down on you. I would like to use my parry, uh, which is a feature of uh, Culling Edge. So Oka has Dream Hunter in one hand and their Culling Edge active in the same hand. Uh, and they like raise the blade uh, to like block and parry some of these blows as they just like move and cut their way through, uh, which means that I am going to roll a my superiority dice, which is a d6. 
And that is a four plus my dex, which is three, so... Seven? Yes, seven. Uh, 25 minus seven points of damage, I suppose. Okay, that's that's 18. Uh, so you're only going to be taking 18 points of damage as you like cut and weave your way like through this like like fleet, this gang of like risen thugs, right? And like you're using your culling edge to dish, dish. like describe to me what it looks like, like as these blo- like flurry of blows come raining down on you and you parry quite a few of them. Yeah. Uh, and I actually uh, all of my temporary hit points from uh, false life uh, also absorb a good amount of that. Uh, so as Oka like you know, they will like blood hunt, like parry these just like hot, like sparks will go like off one side as they like duck out of the other way. Uh, and the like, sometimes like they get hit, but they don't even bleed. It just kind of like brushes off of them as they like are just like moving forward, bobbing. And then, you know, like there are a few moments where they do take uh, a little bit of damage, but they just like are trying to burst their way through. Awesome. Very cool description. Why take a point of inspiration for that? Uh, as you like parry and, and like duck and like move and weave your way through these uh, goons, these undead goons trying to attack you. Uh, and now it's going to be your turn, Oka, which I think makes a lot of sense. What do you do? Two things. Uh, Oka, you know, as they like all of this, like these, all these things, right? All these fucking obstacles are starting to really fucking piss them off. This whole situation, this whole fucking situation as they like block again. Uh, it's like one solid movement, like down with dream hunter and they can feel the blade uh, and they like feel it in their hand. And they're like, what is it you said? <laughs> Slay the wicked. Uh, and they are going to start raging and I'm going to use my radiant soul in the same moment. Uh, so like all of a sudden, just this like pew, these like two huge wings uh, that are not they're not the same electricity wings anymore because Vinash is not piloting my body right now. Uh, but these huge wings like just like gr- like burst right out of Oka's back uh, as they also like just the rage like overtakes them. Um and they just like beat up into the air like as fast as they can. Uh, and they turn back. Well, I mean, is there going to are they provoking an attack of opportunity here? I think one of the goons is just going to like, uh, like reach up with like a clawed gauntlet and try to try to get you. Uh, what's your AC? 15. They don't make it through. Uh, so what does it look like as they like, does it just bounce off of this like radiance, like like, poosh, like emanating off of your body? Or do you like kick them off or do you weave out of the way? Oka just like slams their hand, their foot down, you know, and just like kicks their hand away uh, as they just go uh, up into the air, uh, mostly out of range of those assholes. Um, and they turn to V like just slightly over their shoulder. Trust me. Just trust me on this one. And they turn back to Cain and Bloodthirst. Kane, fight me. <laughs> you're, you're trying to taunt and provoke Kane into turning away from the one thing that's still keeping them focused and tethered to the material plane to the now and turn and fight you instead? Yeah, more time. Okay, that is going to be an intimidation check. Because I usually just let it work, but there's, there's a lot of factors here. So roll, roll intimidation. Oh, don't worry. That was just another three. 
Um, minus two, uh, so one, unnatural. Uh, I'll go ahead and use my own personal inspiration real quick, though. That three threes in a row? Oh, surprise, it was a four this time. That's some sort of violence against you. Uh, okay, as you shout this out toward Kane, Kane just sort of like, their, their head doesn't turn, but you see a face swivel and like superimpose itself over like their left cheek and look out. And you see just sort of like Scott's visage, like beaming like off the surface of Kane's skin, like, a ho- like, like I mentioned earlier, like a holographic staticky flickering image. Um, and you just hear Scott's voice go, what is that? What are you? The enemy? And as your wings like splay out, Manaya and V and Oka, I think you're aware of this dimly. You see like, as these like feathers like poof, poof, on either side of your shoulder blade, you see like these eyes like wink open. Uh, as you feel like, the, you haven't felt this in an arc, right? In like a, in a long time, but this like dark tendril of whatever seed or creature had been inhabiting, right? Uh, the, the, what would we call them? Memory flare? Hydra flare. The Hydra flare seems to like jerk awake at like the explosion of rage and divine energy out of your body. And Scott's, you know, like eyes are like just brown eyes are locked onto you, Oka. And you just feel this just like beam of like disgust and a little bit of fear as Scott refuses to engage with you, right? It's like, it seems to be shielding Kane away from this, this distraction. And Oka, because of your failed roll, I need you to make an intelligence saving throw. 26. Okay. Uh, you feel this dark presence, you know, and Manaya and V, you see these like four or five or six, eight eyes spring open on Oka's wings uh, as like this like golden black corruption starts to spiderweb and vein out from like the edges of the eyes and like start to like turn Oka's wings from like white uh, to black and gold. Uh, but Oka, tell me how you like beat back this corruption that starts like spreading out from your, from your soul. I think it's is through sheer force of fucking uh, will, right? Like bastard, stubborn bastard energy um, that, and a little bit of Vinash, which just like crackles out um, and swallows it almost with like the next uh, beat of wings. Okay, I really like that. Is that the end of your turn, Oka? Uh, I'm gonna fly forward toward, you know, toward Kane, and I'll use my full speed and movement to do that above the, above the rest below me. Okay, sounds good. You glide through the air, right? Like the wind, like rushing, rushing at you. You can feel as you're up in the air, like the gurgling of water and like pipes that are like embedded in like the walls around you, right? You look down at all of these like shambling corpses at Manaya with like a, like an army of like fallen bodies around from where she cast Thunderwave and this like big scorched area right to, to the right where, um, where, where V had just cast Fireball and you, you, you dive and like, like a bird of prey, you soar toward, toward the object of your enmity. Uh, and before anything else happens, I think poof, the camera like pans up. Speaking of birds of prey. 
Speaking of birds of prey, the camera like pans up like through like various layers of like coiled cement and like dirt. And we see like little like uh, tunnels where like rats are like moving through, you know, like like a side view up, 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 up through like uh, through dirt and bones and like a layer of grass and up to you, Dewey, uh, where you and Tonga are standing by the Stormfang Treaty with that pit in the ground behind you uh, and this like waterfall uh maybe like 30 feet above you with this massive like half pipe cut open uh this drainage pipe from the sewers and you hear oka and manaya and v and you hear just like an echoing of like cane and like a, a a voice you haven't heard in many many years bloodthirsts like low predatory growl and the clashing of steel and like the sound of what seems to be a fiery explosion right uh, and like a like a sun thunderous wave of force as well what do you do dewey is this pipe open to the outside yes uh i think <laughs> dewey kind of like uh peers around the corner into the tunnel uh, with a little bit of disgust, but also he knows those sounds way too well. Uh, so he's going to, like, I guess, st step in very carefully, um, avoiding gross things on the ground. Okay, uh, it is 30 feet above you, so do you, f do you fly up there? Yeah. I'll fly up there and drop a rope down if Tango wants to come. Okay, you, in a flutter of uh, dirty gray wings, you get up there and you land right next to like the opening of this drainage pipe and just this disgusting smell, right? Like radiates outward ugh, and like this gross liquid, like sloughing over these like moss covered like rocks. See a little crayfish like being born down the stream, like all the way down, you know, like down this hill. You toss a rope down to Tonga who says, oh, I'll be there in just a second, Cardu. What? What are those noises? What? What's going on? What's happening? Cain and Bloodthirst? And also my part- the other three? What? Oh no. I don't know if they're- I think they're fighting. Oh boy. Oh. Uh, uh. And Tonga like heaves herself like onto like the very top and she's like sweating a little. She goes, it sounds like your friends found what they were looking for. Uh, what should we do? Should we go help them? I guess. I- I have to go see Bloodthirst. Either way. Cardu. And Tonga, like, rests like a gloved hand on your feathered shoulder. Cardu, I think we should go as well to help out the others, but I don't want you to... I don't want you to do anything rash by seeing Bloodthirst again. I've had to coexist with that asshole for years and years and years here in Rosso. He's just... he's untouchable, Cardu. He's too powerful. And I have nothing to lose. I don't need to maintain favor with him. That's not true, Cardu. You have me and your friends and don't you still have your family? I mean, that's, that's why I need answers from him. Okay, but don't, don't do anything too rash, Cardu. I can't, I can't lose you too. I'm not gonna, I'm, yeah. I'm sticking around. Okay, here, put this on. And she hands you like a, a mask, like a like a that can go over your beak, like a little gas mask oh to like go through the disgusting sewers. Like the the plague doctor ones. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Like a like a long beak with like a little pouch for herbs, like at the very top. Here. 
When, when did you make this? While you were fighting uh, that dragonborn guy? You are incredible. Thank you. Let's go, there's no time to waste. Uh, and then Dewey puts his mask on and you hear like, okay, let's go. <laughs> Tonga also puts on like a more like human, right? Mask and fits it over like her lower jaw. And like, there's like these two like little like fil filters that she like toggles a switch and and the two of you crouch down and you start sloughing your way through the, through the sewer pipe. Uh, and I think as you continue to go, like the light leaves you behind, right? Everything gets darker. Tonga like pff, lights up like a little like hand flare, like a little torch, right? So like she holds it forward and you see like spiders like skittering like along, like um, along the rounded edges of the tunnel around you. You see like little fish like pff, swimming in this disgusting water, right? You go down, you know, you go left. You're following like the sound of like a fighting and battle, right? Until like eventually the outside is but a memory and all around you are just these like cement, right? Like tunnels and like the sound of rushing water and the smell of gross stuff, right? And the sound of your like boots splashing right through the surf until you finally arrive at a grill, like a portcullis almost, but not so big as a portcullis, more like a, like a sewer grill, right? And you look out down into the Great Hall. Uh, and Dewey, you're like now, you're there, but you're like tiny little bird face, right? All the way up and like to the left, right? And down you see like Oka, literally, you see Oka fly past, right? Like wings with like these like gold black eyes open, like veining, trying to like, like take over Oka, but like Oka's radiance is still beating it back, like on the backs of their wings. You see, like Manaya, you see V, you see Bloodthirst, Kane, and all the blood and the corpses. And now, Dewey, it's your turn. Uh, why don't you roll initiative for me? Nine. Okay, we'll slot you in at the very end, at the end of this round, and then we'll slot you in with your nine. Okay, what do you do, Dewey? Does this grate look like it'll open? Is it bolted down anywhere, <laughs> or like? I look. It looks pretty bolted down, but if you've got your tools, you can try to tinker it open for your round. Okay, I'm gonna start undoing the bolts and keep an eye and try and see if uh, either Kane or Bloodthirst steps un underneath my hidey hole. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, you're kind of in the middle of the hallway, right? You're like uh, 75 feet or whatever away from the dais, so it's very unlikely they would step right underneath you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're sort of like perpendicular to it. Uh, so why don't you make a sleight of hand check with advantage since you're using your artificer's tools? Hey, I'm also rolling threes and fours. Oh my god, what is happening? Ten. Okay, with a ten, it's gonna take you your entire round, your entire turn here to like get it open. And at the top of your next turn, it'll like, the grate will pop open. Yeah, I'm sure they're rusted. Yeah, definitely. As you like, describe to me what it looks like as you start to like open up this grate. I'm trying to, like, uh, I got, like, a wrench, and I'm trying to, uh, unscrew them, but they kind of just, like, crumble off, um, and so I just start smacking them with my... <laughs> Wait, no, that's too loud. That's too loud. Uh... Tonga walks up with some WD-40. Yeah! <laughs> Here, let me help you, Cardu. <laughs> when did you make this? Uh, while, while the Dragonborn guy was in the pit. <laughs> oh my <Okay>. god. <laughs> I, I invented the concept of compressed air. Uh, Compressing air. I know. <laughs> okay, is that is that your turn, Cardu? I think so. Okay, cool. 
we're gonna now go to ooh, Cain and Bloodthirst. What's happening with them? All four of you can see just the boosh, 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 as Cain is just like firing bolt after bolt after bolt at like Bloodthirst. It's like on the attack, right? But Bloodthirst is either, either ducking and weaving, or you see like this final huge bolt come from Cain. Bloodthirst whips around with like his prosthetic tail. The, the gem glows and boosh, like this sh- crimson, like translucent shield boosh, is projected in front of them. And boosh, uh, the bolt from Cain actually bounces off. Uh, and I need the four of you to pick a number between one and four. <laughs> okay, two for Manaya, four for Oka, three for V, one for Cardu. Cardu! <laughs> Do we make a deck save with advantage because you have cover from the grate? I get a feeling I know how the grate opens now, though. <laughs> that's a that's a nat twenty. <gasps> Fuck <Hey>. you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Always throwing me under the bus. Twenty two. Do you want to roll it again? If you get two nat twenties, I'll give you something amazing. No. <laughs> okay, great. Let's go with uh, the twenty. So you see this bolt of like reddish purplish energy just boom, like bounce off of this shield and come ricocheting upward like at you. How do you? How do you like dodge it or like even like deflect it or something? Because with a nat 20, you could do something kick ass. Um, I think I've just about uh, broken off the last screw. And as I like kick the grate out, uh, it hits the bolt in midair. <laughs> uh, and then it like the grate just in it, uh, kind of also crumbles. So it's not like, you know, a heavy chunk of metal falling onto my friends. Okay. Uh, yeah, it just hits perfectly right in the air, and then the grate crumbles, and it goes flying back towards the dais. Are you... (laughs) So, is this a fucking ping-pong match, Dewey? Is this a fucking... (laughs) Is that what you mean by your nat 20? You know what? I'll freaking allow it. Make a ranged attack roll with the grate, because you got a nat 20. Use your dex modifier. 19. Stop laughing, see. Who are you trying to hit, Kane or Bloodthirst? <laughs> I don't know that I... Oh, God. Um, I want to knock out Kane. Kane? First. Okay. With a 19 that does hit Kane, uh, <laughs> roll damage. Roll roll the damage you'd use with your, like, bow if you have it. Um, That's four damage. Okay, four, four points of, let's say, bludgeoning damage uh, as... Pew! This this bolt ricochets off this crimson shield as the grate pops off, and poosh, by the the bolt colliding with the grate, the grate like starts spinning wildly through the air, right? Poof, and it smacks against Kane. It just smacks into like uh, their shoulder and like pings off and starts like like tumbling down the stairs. Um, the physics make sense in my head. They don't have to make sense in yours, but as long as they make sense in mine, it works. And Kane just says, "I know what the," and like looks up and sees you. Okay, uh, so that is the end of uh, Bloodthirst and Kane's duel, right? But Bloodthirst is gonna say, Kane, 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 it doesn't have to be this way. You were always my favorite. It's not too late. Your favorite. Your favorite. That's how you do it, isn't it? You pit us against each other. You make us vie for your favor. Always dividing and conquering so we'd never join forces and rise up against you. It took me so long to realize that the way you treated me was wrong. So wrong and broken, Bloodthirst. It took the carnival 
It took me reliving my worst memories when you made me kill my brother. Bloodthirst. Just sort of scoffs and like lowers like his tail. Like this crimson shield powers down. And he says, The weak die off. The strong survive. That's the way it is in Rosso. That's the way it always has been. And that's the way it always will be. I know pain more than you. You think you know suffering, brat? I'll show you suffering. And Bloodthirst lunges forward, like the tip of their tail, like striking almost like a scorpion's tip, right? As they, and like Bloodthirst and like came, like collide midair. And there's like this like huge, like light explosion uh, as, as they continue fighting. So now we're going to go back to the top of the order with V. Oh, gosh. So, I assume there's a bunch of creatures still between me and these now Kanan and Bloodthirst fighting at the begin at the front. Uh, with Oka, Manaya, and your combined forces, you've reduced the, the goons by like half or so. I think then I will just go ahead and dimension door to the front of the room or to the th- to where they're f- the Kanan and... Uh, Bloodthirst are fighting. Okay, as you cast Dimension Door, what does it look like? Uh, I think V is just gonna keep looking at what's going on and see that there's there. I mean, there still are threats in front of her, and she's just gonna. And she's here's the conversation that just happened, and I think actually V is starting to feel just like about Kane of a couple of feels, and so actually her heart is changing slightly of what she was going to do but she then just sort of glows in kelly green like real briefly and and just real flash you see this flash to the to the front of the room and there's v standing as if you know she's been always standing in that spot looking up at this like just a few feet in front of her this chaos between uh kane and bloodthirst okay before that happens all three of you see V wink out of existence. And in that split second, Bloodthirst goes, I don't think so. And whips their tail. The gem lights up as he counterspells. He counterspells your dimension door. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> We're 10th level now, baby. There's got to be counterspells. There's got to be other like mage and spellcasters. So how I like to do counterspell is V. Because you've dimension doored, you've snapped out of existence for just a split second. I need you to make a charisma save. I will use a piece of personal inspiration. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with the first roll because that was a nat one. Um, so let's see. Hold on. Uh, Twelve. Okay. I think what that means is you do dimension door, but the distance is halved. Right? And I think it's not on the ground. You're like... I think you collide in midair with Oka. Bing! Uh, and maybe like you, you, you fall onto Oka's back, right? Uh, as you are, you, you blink into existence above them and you hold on. So Oka, I need you to make a acrobatics check. 22. I'd actually like to, uh, if I see V coming, like grab and swing uh, acrobatic style, very carnival-esque here. I think that does happen. Uh, so, okay, you grab onto V, poosh, and this like puff of like green light like explodes above your head. Hold onto like V's what part? Like hands? Hands. Okay, you grab onto V's hands and poosh, like there's like a moment where like both of you swing like a pendulum, right? And then V, you're now like kicking in midair. What do you do? About half halfway to the dais. Well, I mean, I used an action, so I don't have much left except to like just look up at 
Oka and be like, and look down. Can I, can I like see what's exactly below me? How far up am I? I've got so many questions. Oka, how far up are you? Uh, Oka's flying mid, so probably 15 to 20 feet above the ground. Totally. Okay, you're about 15, 20 feet above the ground, and there's just, like, at least 10 other, like, zombies, right, just, like, below you. And, like, looking down, V, why don't you make a perception check for me? Sure. 16. Okay. You see, sort of off to your left, almost obscured in shadow, like, in the dark gaps between two lit sconces, you see a, a, a portcullis. Uh, and you hear something beyond it, right? The very, it's like sort of masked by the sound of battle, but as you have a moment of zen up there, you hear a <laughs> sort of noise. Right, just that sort of very normal noise. Yeah, just a very normal noise. V, you also hear uh, behind you, from the entranceway, the corridor, you hear voices like very faintly behind you that sound like Rev, Dr. Aluso, Talat, and Xiaohu, the rear guard is on their way here. What do you do, V, with this information? I think V is going to shout to Oka and Manaya, We've got a lot of company and some of it is good and some of it is very bad sounding. Oka is like s sweating. I, I think they're like, the grip is strong, but it's slick with like blood sweat. Uh, v, what the fuck is wrong with you? As like they catch you, you know, what? and then they look uh, around, but they are focused somewhere like behind their mind and are a little discombobulated besides what they're doing. But I'm going to keep flying you toward the dais. Yeah, looking at all, all my options, V is just going to like, don't let go. And she's going to just hold on as tight as she can while they fly towards the dais. Okay. Uh, v, it's weird when you were counterspelled. You like felt like the weave like sort of snap, right? Like rubber strings or guitar strings being like cut and poof, just sort of lash back against you. So it was kind of like painful, like uh, like these iron strings slapping back against your soul. And I saw like Lyra make like a ooh like expression because like I feel like you as a musician know exactly what that feels like and it's horrible. It's such an awful it feeling. Hurts. It does. So that's what your soul sort of feels like right now, V. It's sort of like, it's got these red welts <laughs> raising uh, along the, the soft skin of your soul. Um, next up is going to be a, uh, a, a monstimu. Uh, <laughs> as I think the, the corpses that were sort of like just shambling along. Manaya, you said you got within melee of like another group, right? They're going to they're gonna pile onto you. All five of them just attack you, right? They like, because you're so big, they just sort of like latch onto you and they're going to push, 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 pummel and try to like hit you with these axes, these swords, like these these whips, these maces uh, for 22 points of damage total. That's all five of them combined. I'm officially under half. If this were fourth edition, I would be bleeding. <sighs> Are you bleeding, Manaya? Oh, profusely. And now it is going to be Dewey's turn because you got a nine on your initiative. Uh, I'm still up in the up in the tunnel, hidey hole. Up in the tunnel, yes, up in the tunnel, hidey hole. I don't think anyone but Kane noticed you. Do I see the the rear guard coming in? Uh, I think now that V has shouted it, you can hear the noise of like Doctor Luso at all approaching. Uh, I think I'm just gonna hop out of the uh, tunnel and. Uh, right behind, like, my teammates. Okay. Dewey, as you start to hop out, Tanka says, be careful. And you push 
You like, you splay your wings, right? I'm assuming, or do you just fall? I fall until like I am a little bit off the ground and then I slow down really quickly. Flutter, 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 and you drop. And Oka, Manaya, and V, the three of you see Dewey emerge from a hole in the wall and drop onto the ground. This is the first time you've seen him since he was comatose. How do the three of you respond? Big smile goes across Manaya's face as so she goes, Dewey! I think uh, V is just like holding on so tight that she's like, ah, it's Dewey, but like you can't even hear it because she's like, She's not a very strong person, so she's just, like, gripping with every ounce of her life. Yeah, I think there's, like, lightning and shadow and, like, speed and wind flying past Oka's face, so I don't know if they actually see or comprehend the presence of Dewey yet. Okay, sounds good. You're too overstimulated. All right, Dewey, what do you do? Uh, I nod and acknowledge Manaya, uh, and I'm going to start making my way up to bloodthirst just marching okay yeah marching with purpose yeah manaya encourages you sounds good you are going to have to march right past another group of goons let's say like one group's on manaya and one group's in your way right as you sort of land where v was right but v has now teleported up to where oka is uh so they will be able to make an opportunity attack against you unless you have something to go against that as I walk past them, I'm going to toss like a little little orb at them, and then it's going to explode in a puff of very, very bright light. Uh, so they have to make a constitution saving throw to avoid being blinded by my flashbang. What's the DC? Um, 15? 15. Okay, they fail. Uh, you toss this bead of this little bead that boosh, explodes into like a flashbang, right? Maybe you shield your eyes at just the right moment and hear them groan like as what's left of their like orbital stems, right? Sort of like sh- like like fluctuate and like they like re- instinctively, reactively like raise their hands to like cover like what's left of their face, you know? But like that, yeah, you've successfully blinded this group. Are you gonna like run past them while they've they've got disadvantage on their attack rolls? Yeah, I'm just walking past. Okay, uh, what is your armor class? Uh, 17. Okay, they don't hit because of that. Uh, you just sort of like walk calmly. Like, how are you moving past them as they're like swinging and jabbing at you? Uh, as they approach me, I'm just like <laughs> walking down the middle of this uh, hall and not even like I notice them and I walk past them and I don't even like turn my head at them. I'm just tossing this thing to my side and walking forward. Oh, heck yeah. Manaya V and um, probably not Oka because you're distracted. Manaya and V, you notice that there's something like Dewey seems more confident. Dewey seems different. Dewey, you continue striding forward as you just push, push, like very Matrix moment, right? As like none of the attacks hit you, and just continue walking forward, very calmly, like possessed, right, of a sternness uh, that I don't think any of your teammates have seen before toward Bloodthirst and Kane. And as you approach Bloodthirst and Kane, who are still in the middle of fighting each other, pew, pew, push, push, right, just bolt of light and push, push, a Bloodthirst like dodging it or like using like casting like a, a shield mechanism to like re- reflect Kane's attacks also like lunging forward with this like striking tail uh, onto Kane but Kane also rolling and dodging out of the way Bloodthirst turns in the middle of this battle and sees you <sighs> and you see sort of like a predatory smile spread across their like obsidian furred face as just a little bit of recognition sparks in their crimson eyes Dewey do you say anything to Bloodthirst 
do they recognize me? I'm wearing a mask. That is a good point. Um, I think I think he still would uh, as he's looking at you because you're pretty. It's not just there's not a lot of pigeon like dirty Aarakocra artificers that look a lot like you. Cardu, do you say or do anything as there's that moment of recognition in Bloodthirst's face? I think he, he expected Bloodthirst to at some point uh, notice him, but he's just going to keep on walking wordlessly. And he looks stern because he's wearing a giant mask, but underneath he's just sweating profusely. Okay, we are now going to go to uh, Manaya with Oka on deck. Manaya, what do you do? So Manaya's a warlock. Worst caster in the game. I get two spells a day, and I have used exactly both of them. But Manaya doesn't have a character sheet, just like Oka. She doesn't, and she's a beginner at magic, she doesn't know exactly what her limits are. And maybe she can feel some of the like magical soul tiredness setting to set in a little bit, but she's determined. I'm going to provoke a lot of attacks of opportunity as she's going to barrel through to the center of this horde, uh, maybe just a little bit behind Oka, V, and Dewey. And while she's doing that, she's going to do two things. One, um, coppery scales are going to stitch together some of her wounds as I'm going to roll 1d10 to heal because I'm under half health. And I'm going to heal... 10 HP, hell yeah. And while that's, while she's doing that, she, she's going to shut all of the attacks that are coming at her out of her mind and she's going to reach into her soul and she says, Princess, I need you. Uh, Manaya, I'm at my limit. I don't have that much to give. Then use me. And I'm going to try to cast Thunderwave. Okay. But like a big thunder wave. Okay. Like a big, big, big thunder wave that knocks out as many of these corpses as I possibly can while also providing a speed boost to Oka. And you might want to disable the uh, auto crit there because I'm taking that shit. Okay. For the thunder wave. With great power comes great consequence, Manaya. So are you willing to accept, I'm going to tell you straight up, I won't tell you the details, but it's going to be, you're going to do this awesome thing, but there's something uh, pretty terrible is going to happen to you. Manaya is a self-sacrificial character. Okay. You hear the princess goes, go, Manaya, I, I can't with Nali, I, I can't use you too. Manaya is sitting cross-legged in the middle of this horde and sort of ignoring the princess's warnings offering herself, offering her soul to this power. No, Manaya, stop! Don't! And then, boosh! Uh, so describe to me what it looks like as you do exactly what you set out to do. Manaya, like I said, she pushes through the horde. She sits down, calm and serene, facing away from Bloodthirst uh, and Kane and Oka and V and Dewey. And she closes her eyes, and when they open again, her armband... Uh, glows and her eyes glow and her hair glows green and orange and maybe she lifts off the ground a little bit as as the wind uh, just like before compresses almost sucking in more horde members from the farther reaches of the room pulling them in and she's being compressed and hit over and over and over again and you can resolve that damage later 
Um, and all at once, she opens her eyes and kind of like the the, uh, the finale of Avatar. The Avatar scene. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like beams of light shoot out of her eyes and she just explodes with wind and sound power as a cracking sound almost almost like we heard during the cataclysm it resonates throughout the weave but it isn't quite everywhere and nowhere it has a it has a source and it is Manaya. okay a massive wave of force and light shoots out from Manaya and Oka and V it feels like like a tidal wave is like a, a trade wind is gusting under your wings okay as you're propelled forward right you're not hurt but now you're like dive bombing right toward the dais and you're gonna reach it at the top of your turn right is what this means um, and all the goons around you just as they like are like landing blows on you boosh, are like flung backwards so Manaya just from like the continued blows on you while you were meditating just take a cool uh, 20 points of damage from that I think a cool 20. 20. Okay. I expected more from the text of opportunity, but... Oh, oh, oh don't worry about your consequences. Uh, as light shoots out of, like, your eyes... Your, is it, like, your mouth, too? Just, like, full avatar state? No. Just eyes. Great. Just your eyes. Boosh! And all of you see these, like, corpses, these zombies, like, fly through the air. Bam! Like, their, their bodies shattering against these pillars and cracking the marble and falling to the ground and even like the the pools of blood on the ground are like washed away from you they like splatter up against the walls like up against the pillars and like continue like splattering outward against like the tiled floor right and when this dies down Manaya, you ooh, you feel tired Right. Uh, so the minor consequence I'm going to impose on you is just a level of exhaustion, right? Just take one Makes level sense. of yep. Makes sense. For, for physically, right? Right. And then as the weave settles, grows slack around you as this magical wave like ceases, you've taken out all the enemies, but you've also taken out something else. There's a hollow in your chest, in your soul. As the princess of leaves doesn't seem to be there anymore you don't feel the princess anymore and your eyes like like the light like flickers and then shuts down as you're just you just feel exhaustion sweep over you cross-legged on the floor and now we're gonna cut across the battlefield to oka uh, you are carrying V in your hands. You're soaring through the air. Like little bits of those like open eyes of the stranger are still like push, push, push on your wings and they feel hot like uh, like coals, right? Uh, uh, scorching against your feathers, right? With this black and gold veins trying to seep out uh, and corrupt your entire body and soul. But you're able to fight it back. You're single minded raging toward this dais. What do you do? Uh, Oka sees a little feathered guy on the dais, I think, uh, as they're, like, mapping all things out. Uh, and V starts to get, like, they're, like, swooping down. And V is starting to get, like, like heavy. Uh, but we're here. We're here now. So Oka, like, swoops down, like, right at the, like, right at the top step of the dais and just, like, I think V's shoes would like glide across the like stone floor for a second before Oka like lets go, but they keep going and they keep going and they full body barrel 
into Kane. Okay, you do that. Uh, you you collide against Kane, right? And the two of you just like hit the ground. And you start rolling, right? It's a tangle of limbs and sparking magical power, right? Uh, and your wings are just flapping, and like V is no longer on you. What do you do? Oka like wraps their wings around Kane, uh, and like just like is holding on to them like as tightly as they can as they roll down. I guess like the other side of the dais. Uh, until they come to a, like, quiet stop. Okay, I just need you to take a little bit of bludgeoning damage. Okay, six points of bludgeoning damage total, so three. I'm at 30. <laughs> it's pretty good for me, actually. Okay. So, uh, as, yeah, Oka, like, sweeps Cam just, like, right off the top of the platform, uh, and they, like, once they're down on the ground and they're not rolling anymore, still kind of like dizzy with all of this like power, like overwhelm, like trying to like overwhelm their senses, their wings kind of just like uh, unfold around the two of them for just a moment. Kane's face looks up into you, right? It's like, you, and it, up close, you see that like their body is like spackled with blood. You know, their hands are streaked with it. They smell of gore. Like their their wavy blue hair is all tangled around their face. They're drenched in sweat. They don't look great, right? Uh, but like their silvery eyes are like locked onto yours. And you just, you see Kane look at you and say, Oka, what are you? What do you think you're... I'm so sorry. And Oka's eyes, the double pupils flick up, like past Kane's face, up to where they can see V, like up on the dais. And they also sort of say, like, the sorry was for both of them, I think, for V and for Kane. As Oka takes the hilt of Dream Hunter and stabs Kane through the center of their chest calling on that same, like this strange latent energy, right? That's stuck in them. The same way that the stranger pulled Vinash out of Oka's soul. They're trying to use Dream Hunter to shove uh, Scott and Nectus out of Kane and towards V. Well, that is really cool. Okay, first of all, I have inspiration for that. Uh, second of all, make an attack roll with advantage because you're using knowledge from earlier. 21. Okay, that hits. Just uh, roll, roll, roll damage for me because you are you're stabbing Kane through the chest. So roll, roll damage on that. Uh, 18 because it's not with uh, Culling Edge. It's just with Dream Hunter, but 18 points of damage. Yowza. Okay. Uh, you bury dream hunter into Kane's chest all the way up to the hilt, right? And you just sort of see Kane go, <gasps> uh, and Oka kind of grabs the back of their head and like pulls their, like touches their foreheads to each other. So this, what you're, what you're doing wouldn't work unless the sword you were wielding were A, intensely magical, uh, B, you yourself were intensely magical and God touched. Uh, and see, you knew what you were doing. So I think you fulfilled all three of these requirements. So I think what happens is this. You bury Dream Hunter all the way up to the hilt. You touch your foreheads together. And you push Scott and Nectus outside of Kane's soul. 
there's the, an explosion of light out of like Kane's back between their shoulder blades, just like like they're a prism, uh, and light is like beaming into them and then re- getting refracted out the back like as like a rainbow. Uh, but instead of like it's like an iridescent colors that like fluctuate between shades of red and purple, right? And they're blending together like. Uh, and they are getting beamed directly at V, uh, who is standing behind Kane, right? Um, but as this happens, all of you hear Scott address Oka. Uh, as the, the red light seems to glow in color and it overtakes the purple, right? And all of you feel the weave just suddenly get very, very, very heavy. Uh, like a bowling ball is being dropped into a net. You feel its presence, like, drooping in the atmosphere all around you. And Scott just goes, I knew it. You work for the stranger. You are no paragon of anyone's, you little, uh, and like, the red light is so powerful, so powerful, right? The entire chamber has already been drenched in crimson, but it's it's now like deep, deep blood red. And now none of you can differentiate between like what your original color of your skin was and the red light all around you. And then cutting through the red is just a beam of purple light, right? As a nectus like rears her presence and it's her presence doesn't feel like a heavy bowling ball so much as just like, like an like a wind lifting up the net like from the bottom like something light and beautiful but also deeply deeply powerful and you all hear nectus go darling no no this is our chance please come with me our paragon is right there we have to give her a chance and v standing there this beam of red light shooting out of kane's back pierces you through the heart. Just just make a, a, a charisma saving throw as you take, as V, as, um, as Nectus enters your soul. Nat 20. Okay, V. With a nat 20, Nectus, like a bullet, pierces your heart, enters your soul. You don't even stagger. Tell me how you receive her. I think V um, closes her eyes a little bit and like almost like moves her chest towards it. Her arms like spread to the side and just like the more she takes it, the more it's like her arms just like take to the side. And um, it's not like she's grimacing as much as um, I think her face is actually almost like an odd mixture of relief and um, surprise, I guess, that this is happening to her. Um, I think, yeah, she's she's just trying to welcome it in and, and is just feeling so many different... I think she's, her mind is racing to that, that imagery she had uh, where they showed Ying. And um, and also like the carnival and everything is like just sort of rushing in her over her head these last, you know, V's had a rough few weeks and and it's just is all just like rushing through her and she but in the end she just feels like complete somehow, like it was all worth it in the end. I love that. Take some inspiration for that. Uh, my God, V. Yeah, images just flash through your mind, right, of your childhood. 
Jukai, your mother, tales of your father being in this cave, traveling all across Endake, Sievert, Rev, the other the other PCs around you, and end on an image of a gold-skinned tiefling, right? Standing at like the, the top of a cliff, right? Wind blowing through their hair, and then they turn around. The black sclera is like widening as they see you, V. Uh, you see this memory, and they go, ah, so you're my successor then. Listen, here's what you need to... And they freeze. As in real life, V standing there with this beam of nectus going into her chest. But Scott lets out this thunderous... No, no, I refuse, I... Lover, she's working for the wrong side. This one has a traitor amongst their midst. I'm not going to... As we see Bloodthirst raise their tail, right? This gem glowing. Sucking this red light in toward the crimson gem. And all of you see Bloodthirst like fur puffed up. And they're letting out a... Yes! Yes! Uh, as they literally, he goes like fucking Super Saiyan, right? As like, all oh, this like gets sucked into this jewel at like the tip of his prosthetic tail. And just blackness sweeps out across the entire chamber. And then slowly all the torches jump back to life. Uh, and V, Ying doesn't get to finish their sentence. You're just pulled out of that vision. And I think... You stumble backward, V, as you have half a god, right? Half a pair of Scott and Nectus inside you and standing in front of you. <laughs> yes! Oh, what is this? Oh, good, 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 good. Is Bloodthirst with Scott inside him. Kane crumples to their knees, unconscious, uh, with Dream Hunter thrust through their chest and falls into your arms, Oka. What do the four of you do? I think um, V does stumble back and um, maybe even has to like reach back and like just have put a hand on the dais. Um, she's like, she sees Bloodthirst and she's, she feels this presence now inside of her and it's like, Oh, this is, must be what Oka feels like. Um, <laughs> and uh, looks to Bloodthirst and give that give that back, you son of a bitch. And V, as you look up, Oka, I guess Manaya wouldn't see this, but Dewey, you're also up there. Oka and Dewey, the two of you will see that V's left eye has changed from green to purple. The entire iris is purple now, right? And V, why don't you describe like a little bit as like light peels off your body, a little bit of the transformation as you have half of Scott and Nexus inside you. What do you look like now as you say this to Bloodthirst and like light begins to beam across your body? Yeah, I think um, it's almost as if, you know when people, um, sometimes when they're under a lot of stress, their hairs can gray, like they get like the streaks. It's almost like that, but like, We'll go with like some purple streaks in her hair now, and um, and it's 
her body just look, looks different and her her palm her the diamond in her palm seems to be glowing as well um you know it's emitting purple light and there's something different about her clothes you know before she she take she's no longer has her tie she no longer has her vest and she just had like her black dress shirt but like uh it, she had opened it up a little bit but now it's like closed it like it's like almost like she looks just like almost like she hasn't been in battle for like the last you know however long um you know in these sewers it's just she just looks a little bit better about everything and like just stronger and you can feel it like if you're attuned to the weed you can feel there's something spinning around her sort of her skin used to have like an iridescence of green and it looks almost like more scaly in a couple parts but like softer around her face but like you can see maybe near her hairline some more like actual almost looks like dragon scales emerging and that's that's where she's at right now in terms of looks Wow, hell yes. Because this is half Paragon V movement, I'm going to give you another point of V-spiration for that description. You stand there, the last bits of like a greenish-purplish light, right? Nectus's power merging with your own, sparking off your body as this like halfway transformation like takes over you, right? Uh, and as you address Bloodthirst... <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, Kane, I can see why you didn't want to let this go. This power is mine now. <laughs> I can finally do what I've always wanted to do. I'm going to kill her. I'm going to kill Atalanta. And I'm going to become the champion of Rosso again. <laughs> Boosh! Uh, and Bloodthirst is just ensconced in this red light. <laughs> Craters around him, almost like fuck, fucking like Iron Man taking off. And <laughs> just like launches into the goddamn air uh, and punches a hole through the ceiling. And he <laughs> out of there, right? And the hole in the ceiling cracks and water, sewer water, starts like spilling through and like flooding the chamber, right? Like a waterfall falling. There's no immediate danger of, of, of flooding or drowning here, right, at all, because the chamber is so massive, but this deluge just comes down. Oka, Dewey, and uh, Manaya, how are the three of you reacting? I think Dewey had like a very serious, like, uh, he was very determined, very serious, and then this shit happens, and he's like, "What?" <laughs> like the what? Uh, just staring in disbelief, and also, I mean, now the place is flooded, or like it will at some point. Yeah, Dewey, you were robbed of your confrontation with Bloodthirst, right? There is business unfinished here. You have not gotten to say your piece to him yet. You sort of stand there as water starts rushing in, Manaya. How are you responding? Manaya is not perceiving what's going on in this chamber right now. I think for most of this, she's been sitting upright, maybe wavering back and forth just a little bit. Between the level of exhaustion and a piece of what she's gotten used to being her soul now basically gone, 
or inaccessible. After all of this, she falls. She just slumps over onto the ground and there's a thunk of a flesh on concrete, maybe a splash of blood. Okay. I really like that, actually. Uh, why don't you take some inspiration for that? Oka, cane slumped in your arms, sword buried in their chest. What do you do? Well, that was a little distracting, I think. Uh, the god moment, they, I think Oka, you know, they're like sitting there at the bottom of the dais on the other side, watching in complete horror as uh, Bloodthirst takes uh takes Scott. Uh, and their eyes are like wide, the pupils like darting like to the ceiling, to V, and then is that Dewey? And then to Kane. And then up to V. And they just kind of shake their head. And they close their eyes. Uh, and in, in that hesitancy, I think the rage falls away. Uh, and so do do the uh, wings that were kind of like glitching almost with the like strange colors they just kind of like fade into like they fold up around them and then fade uh softly into nothing uh and then as the water like comes down like oka like opens their eyes again and is like fuck uh gentle as they can slide uh dream hunter back out click it into their back uh and they try to cast healing hands on Kane, they like put a hand over that hole in their chest and try to heal them up for as much as possible, which would be 10, technically. Okay, roll a d20. What do you mean roll a d20? 14? Okay. As you put your hands over the hole in Kane's chest, uh, instead of like the usual radiant boom, like light that maybe like comes out and like, you know, suffuses the target with like this warm, like healing sensation, uh, your hands, like this like this goldish blackish shadowy like presence like wraps around your hands right like wisps of smoke right interlaced with like golden veins right and what heals cane are these like shadow wisps right stitched together with this like gold stitching and you can sort of see like in in the wake of this like hole stitching up are these like golden veins that mirror uh, the golden scars on your own chest. And you're struck with how you dealt the same kind of damage to someone that was once dealt to you. So why don't you roll to heal? It's just 10. It's my level. Ouch. Uh, that startles them i think and they like look at their they like bring their hands back and they look and they are thinking about the very confusing things that scott said to them and all of the like overwhelming light and power and energy that had been coursing through them and they have like a fucking god that doesn't belong to them you know so they didn't know i think and they kind of like try to brush their hands off on their uh body like a little bit of terror, uh, and they look up at V again for direction. V go, walks over to to Oka, and it's it's all so funny. She's just like, "Is there anything I can do for you? I sh we should try to bring Kane out of here." V and Oka is, I think, like still kneeling and like looking 
almost uh, reverently. Like there's a little bit of like mystified fear and also mystified like hope. Like the first time they actually look truly oddly hopeful uh, and they like reach up. Uh, <laughs> you, you have to, you have to put them back. You can't, you have to go get Scott. Please. And even as Oka says that, there's like a, a voice of Nectis in the back of V's mind of just like, I need my darling, I need Scott. And V just like looks back at Oka and just like, I know, we've got to go. Okay, you go. I'll, I'll get everyone out. I trust you. We'll catch up. And then, so with that V, well then, like, I think she kind of crouched and was like, you know, and she stands back up and kind of looks to where um, they came from and looking around at all of her friends and uh, where, what direction was Rev, uh, you know, and Aluso and that, that's the direction where, where V would go was towards where she heard their voices coming from. Yes, back toward the entranceway. So maybe uh, maybe this is a good moment. V, as you turn, have this moment with Oka. Manai is like slumped on the ground. Dewey, you're like shell-shocked on the dais. Turn around, and the four of you here, well, maybe not Manai if you're out, uh, but the th at least the three of you here. Well, Oka! Uh, v! Manaya! Dewey! As squeak... Enters the scene, Squeak rushes through this entranceway and pulls to like a startled stop. Uh, her webbed feet like stopping, you know, as she sees blood and corpses and this, right? She sees you and this everywhere. She, you know, on her heels, you see Dr. Luso, Talat, uh, Rev. As well as Xiaohu, they all sort of screech to a stop, right? Behind, behind Squeak, and Squeak just sort of goes, What? What happened here? What? Oh no. Oh no, what? Please, someone, tell us! What's going on? What is Squeak doing here? She's like six inches tall! <laughs> She's actually, I think I described her as a three feet tall. Yeah, but that's not true, and we all know it. She can fit in, the, she can fit in your hands, okay? We all know that. As Squeak like takes in all of your shocked faces, she goes, oh, is that, is that where he went? Bloodthirst? And she points at the hole in the ceiling that's gushing water. Yes, that's, that's where Bloodthirst and he's got, he's got Scott. Squeak, do you have a plan for this? Don't worry, Dr. Luso. I am a merchant and purveyor of the finest goods in Andake. And so... She reaches to the pouch of holding strapped to her waist, digs inside, and throws up into the air uh, two like glowing uh, red beads that poof, explode outward and flames wheel out of the beads to form these two like flaming dogs, right? Like they look like uh, bloodhounds made of pure fire. Uh, as she goes, go! Give chase to Bloodthirst! Let's show that cat what these dogs can do! 
And the two fire dogs, poof, they go poof, poof. And they like using like fire step through the air, right? Like where they step like plates of fire, like erupt under their paws. And they like go up and like they they run up toward uh, the the whole gushing water and disappear through it. And Squeak turns to the four of you and says, okay, my hounds should be able to track him down and make sure we don't lose sight of him. We know where he's going. He's going to kill Atalanta and take the throne of Rosso. What? But how could he have that much power? I mean, I've always known his fences and steals and buys illegally obtained magical goods. He has Scod. It doesn't matter. What? What do you mean? He has... But, like, it's not computing in uh, Squeak's face, and, like, her, like, frog-like countenance falls upon you, V, as, like, she sees, like, your one purple eye and, like, like, little, you know, bits of, like, green scales becoming a little bit more prominent. Wait a minute. You don't mean to tell me that Scott and Nectus got separated? Nectus decided to enter me, and Scott refused, and... Bloodthirst was able to intercept. Well, shit! That's not good! We... Time is of the essence here. Uh, Manaya! Is she okay? Does she get... Manaya! uh, uh, Squeak rushes over to your uh, fallen over form, Manaya. Are are you saying you're unconscious, or did you just, like, take a knee? I'd say unconscious, but she might wake up. Who knows? Okay. Uh, Squeak bends, uh, kneels uh, over you, Manaya, and she takes out a little, a tiny little, a uh, potion of healing, and like, like starts like, like, like pouring it into your mouth, right? Um, and as she does, she like addresses the entire room. She says, "Now my life, as a merchant, as a wanderer, as a traveler, when I was an adventurer in my youth, when I was just a frog spawn, I've never seen anything like this before." The guards may be separated. As she stands up to her full three feet and zero inches and looks at you, V, Manaya, Dewey, and Oka. But we still have our paragons. You are Andake's greatest hope. Oka, Manaya, Dewey, V, the future of our world, the happiest of our realm, rests in your hands. Please, I give you my webbed hand in aid and in kinship. Uh, And she reaches into her pouch once more and throws like a long ribbon of sparkle dust, like into the air, right? And as this like glitters all around you, the four of you get to take, uh, ooh, wow, that's a full 12 temporary hit points until your next very long rest. Uh, and Manaya, you also regain six, like, actual hit points. Why was that so weirdly moving? Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, kind of behind the dais, lets the glitter dust settle on them. And then they look up at Dewey. Dewey. Dewey? Dewey? Dewey, can you... Can, can you help me carry them? 
and they look down at Kane. I guess is who's getting Manaya? The rear guard is here. It'll take all of them to carry her out. At this point, Manaya coughs, and maybe a little bit of the potion mixed with some blood, uh, like splatters out of her mouth. Maybe a little bit on squeak. Sorry, squeak. Um, and she starts to sit up. And as she pushes herself up, her arm fails her and she falls back and she, she cries. She's not strong enough. It's okay, Manaya. Take it easy. Here. Here. I, I got you. And with Squeak, you know, like, she's tucking her, her entire bulbous body, like, under your arm to try to, like, help you up. Yeah, I think when Dewey sees uh, Manaya fall back, he automatically goes to her uh, and leaves Kane behind. V's going to go over then and also try to help and take Manaya. Manaya says, oh, thanks, Squeak. She coughs some more and she looks around. What? <coughs> what happened? A lot happened, Manaya. It's okay. Well, take it easy. We'll, we'll fill you in when we get the chance to regroup. Uh, and as you step forward, V, Rev... Uh, steps forward. You see that she'd like uh, brandished a giant scythe uh, was in one hand, but pff, like she lets it go and pff, it just disappears into wisps of like um, pale smoke, right? Uh, and she rushes forward uh, to you, V. V. Rev, we only, I only have Nectis. It's okay. It's okay. I'm just glad you're okay. We'll get bloodthirst. Don't worry. I'm so glad to see you. Rev holds you and like pulls you into a big hug, right? Um, and as she like lets go, she looks down at you and she like, you see like her eyes like fall on that one purple eye, right? Like her own mismatched eyes, right? Looking down at you. <laughs> I never thought I'd see this in my lifetime. Half a paragon. Half a paragon is better than no paragon. <laughs> is that what they say? Well, Nectus, if you're in there, we'll reunite you with your beloved. Don't worry. What's meant to be will be. And V, I want you to tell me, how does Nectus like surge up in you, right? And what does she say in, respond, in response to Rev? It's that feeling whenever V uses magic of like the weave moving through her. It's like, cause, you know, sorcerers are very much like things moving through them. You, you, it's it, V feels it's like it's this weird uncomfortableness because V's not doing anything and yet it's moving inside of her and you just almost out of V's voice comes Nectus's. We've got to stop bloodthirst. I've got to get Scott back. We've got to be together. Don't worry, sister. You will. <clears throat> Uh, as Rev comes back, right, in control, and I think there's, like, a moment where you also, like, snap back in control, uh, and Rev just goes, that's odd, she's never gotten to take the driver's seat like that before. Maybe it's because we're in such close proximity to each other? This is also very new for me, I'm, I don't even know what to think of this. It's okay, it's okay, we'll figure this out together, we'll find that bastard, we'll kill him. And we'll get Scott out of his body. We've got to hurry. And yeah, behind you, you hear a cough as Manaya is maybe being held up by Squeak and 
who else comes? Dewey, I think. And Dewey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she and she looks down at the water that's assumedly rising from the pole in the ceiling. She goes, <coughs> "We have to go. Water's rising." <sighs> okay. And I think like on that. Dr. Aluso like shoves past like Rev and V, runs past Yumanaya and Dewey and starts like sloshing through the water and the blood over the corpses up toward you, Oka. As, you know, as Manaya coughs for the first time, the squeak moves forward, V moves forward, Dewey comes to help and then immediately turns his attention away. As Dewey turns his back, Oka looks after him like, frantically. And then all this talk about Scott not being there, what Scott said to them. They look back at their hands, which are still like knitted with gold and shadow. And when Squeak says that we're Andake's last hope, Oka turns away. And when Dr. Eluso crests, uh, kind of like gets to the bottom of the dais, goes up, Oka's on the other side. When they get to the top, they're not there anymore. Neither is Kane. And the invisible Oka has Kane slumped over their shoulders, uh, kind of at a far grate on the other side and looks back for one moment before they head down the tunnel by themselves. Wait, where's Oka? Dr. Luso exclaims, like at the top, top of the dais, like looking around. I don't see them anywhere. They're not here. I thought I saw them when we came in. I came up here to check on them, but they're, they're not here anymore. We've got to go. And then like V like kind of like, almost like feels a message, but there's like no words to it. She just like has a feeling like, Oka will be okay. We just got to get out of here ourselves. Podcast editing is by Marissa Ewing of Hemlock Creek Productions. Transplaner RPG is proudly sponsored by at Dimitri Opines on Twitter and explaintrade.com, a negotiation skills training consultancy, because you can't ask to roll persuasion in real life. Check out explaintrade.com. Please consider giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps so much with getting new listeners to find us. New podcast episodes drop every Tuesday. If you can't wait that long, tune into our live stream Saturdays at 7 p.m. U.S. Central Time on Twitch at TransplanarRPG. Also, toss us a follow on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at TransplanarRPG. We also have a Patreon. Patrons get early access to episodes, character sheets, high-res art, and much, much more. And finally, a very very special thank you to our Patreon Paragons. Abigail Rytel, Azara, Brookbright, Charles, Chiacres, Cora Eckert, Lex Slater, Marvelous, Mitzi, Moonflower T, Purple Mouse, Risa, and Target.